Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. Action News, Chip Moody. It takes a lot more than cameras and microphones to cover the news. Just talk to the family. Kid's gonna be okay. It takes people who know what's important in life. People like Chip Moody. When's this lady gonna get some help? People who go straight ahead until they get it all. Special precautions must be taken. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-Team. Here at space station number one, a thousand miles above the Earth, the final preparations have all been made. This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Well, this is the inaugural run. Drive. I don't know what you want to call it. Of Dry can home. you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? So, I'm Gustav Monteblanc. I'm Heavy Longmire. And you can find us at Real Gustav or is it Heavy Longmire? Fuck, is it Heavy Longmire or Longmire Heavy? I don't know. You can find us on Twitter. Yeah. Find us. Heavy Longmire. Anyway. Those are the names that we've chosen to protect the innocent and hopefully protect uh, our careers. But we're going to give this podcast thing a try. You bet. We do not have the third leg of our tripod, Ty Webb. The funniest man in the state of Texas. Absolutely. The funniest man I've ever met. Yeah, I'd go with that. When we were kids, and we were all kids together, uh, separated now, but back together for this uh, abortion of a podcast, <laughs> <laughs> Ty Webb was the funniest kid, hands down, in school. Yeah, he was the class clown, the... I, I beg to differ. So... Not, okay, not the class clown. He was the one that could do all the impersonations. He was the class comedian. The comedian, not the clown. Right. Because a guy that's named after a famous general? Well, yes, yes. <coughs> he was the class clown. Yes, he was the clown. He was the clown that Coach Phelps ripped the carpenter pencil out of his mouth that was stuck sideways. Uh, yep, I remember that. He was the clown... <laughs> Whereas, Rip the damn pen, get a get a pencil lodged sideways in your mouth, let alone a carpenter pencil. And the World War Two Air Force veteran P coach yanks it out of your mouth, genius, like a bit from a mule. You know, and the funny thing is, they send him to the uh, office first. This is the clown, not this Ty. This is the clown. Webb. This is not Ty. Right. Uh, they send him to the office first because 
I was in a different class, and we had P at the time, and then Mrs. Adamowski sent him from the office to Coach Phelps. And Coach Phelps. Just looked at him and just, boop. <laughs> so, it, okay, because I am a year younger than Gustav and Ty. So the pencil incident did not happen in gym class. It happened in in Miss Adamowski's class and Miss Adamowski. This echo's getting oh. me. So Miss Adamowski, like, uh, well, I'm just going to send you to Coach Phelps. And let him yank it out of your mouth. Well, you know, I said Miss Adamowski. What was the name of the secretary? Wasn't that Miss Adamowski? Because I had I had the crazy old Mrs. Adamowski, my fourth grade teacher, the one with the boobs, the yeah. belt right under her boobs. Did yeah, not I had wear her a full too. bra. Uh, an aged woman did not wear a full bra. Just had a rope belt. Yeah, on like a polyester sack dress from 1972. <laughs> no, that wasn't 72. That was. 68. So it wasn't. Yeah. It, I mean, it was a 60s dress because right. it was like hardcore polyester. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the belt just held the boobs from going all the way to her knees. Right. Held them at her belly button. But uh, she she did not have him. I want to say that. Miss Sue Oakland. Sent him to the office. Okay. Pencil Boy was his. Miss Sue Oakland. Class. And we didn't have PE with him. I think there were like three classes in PE at a time, you know? Right. So he was on that further into the hall and she grade was this this is fourth grade fourth so grade. you would have been third grade you wouldn't right. have even been there exactly but it's been told so many exactly times. It's, everybody was there you yeah. Know? yeah that's the way that works so <clears throat> sends him to the office i assume that the principal wasn't there that day mr briggs hard man he was a hard man i don't really know him personally like some of the other ones i uh, i knew bob a little bit yeah he was just he was tough old guy. Just, yeah. He's your typical old dude, you know. Are we going to be that way? Uh I think we'll have a little more person. I don't I really don't think we'll be that get off my lawn type guy. But he he always seemed to me like one of those guys that saw some bad shit in the war and just he was real kind of quiet and he just had this stoic look to him. That is a dead-on assessment. Yeah. And, and looking back, I mean, it's just like one of those things where he'd seen some bad stuff in the war. Saw there some were, heavy shit. There were a lot of people in our childhood like that. Well, yeah. That was a... Yeah, there was. And, and, and plus, with the, uh, with the VA hospital being in our very small town, uh, that attracted some of that. Yeah, which I don't know if Mr. Mr. Briggs. I know he had been there since the '60s. I don't know if he grew up there or not. I don't know. I don't. I, I really don't know anything about him. You yeah, know, there's other ones that you know everything oh, about. Yeah, yeah. And that was one. Nobody was getting uh, getting close and hanging out. Of course, you really don't want to be hanging out with the principal because that's how take it on what's back then. Anyway. Back then, yeah. Or you're getting on the sex offender list. Yeah. So, Coach Phelps gets the pencil out after he gets sent down to, and it was a very, I, I won't say it was like instant, but there wasn't a lot of lag time between him <laughs> walking to the door and Phelps ripping the pencil out. Wasn't a lot of uh, studying on the degree of penetration of the no. pointed end of the pencil and all that. He might have cocked his head slightly and said, huh, 
you know, and then yanked it out. But well, you know, good old coach Phelps. He's still with us. Still with us, and uh, you know, ninety something years old. Well, God bless him. I. That's one of those people that I wish I could just sit down and talk to. He he doesn't remember a lot anymore. I wouldn't think so, but he would still be a. Yeah. Oh, he he can tell you all kinds of sports stories. Yeah, and that's fine. You know, I don't I don't want to talk about how Bueller beat my ass. Trying to play dodgeball and I pissed him off and he like picked me up and choked me one time. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't need that. So we're all together. We've known each other for you and Ty since. Well, see, Ty was born in 74. I was born in 75. So me and Ty have known. I was born in January of 75. So I would say that me and Ty have known each other since February of 75 because my dad and his dad grew up together as well. Right. And still lifelong best friends. Yeah. They're like little old ladies. And then you and I didn't get to know each other, even though we we knew of each other, didn't get to know each other till Boy Scouts. Fifth, sixth grade? Uh, so I was sixth grade. You were fifth grade. Yeah. And we weren't instant click, but it maybe a year. Yeah, within a year we were. Within a year it was, and then it's been ever since. Yep, been uh, life partners ever since. Uh, yeah, platonic since what? Eighty five, maybe eighty six. Eighty six. Yeah. What, which camp did you go to first, Pioneer? My first Boy Scout camp. Yes, Camp Pioneer yeah, was my it'd first. It'd be Boy since eighty six. Yep. Yeah. So we are at. 30 years. Damn it. Wow. Because I would say by by camp, which was June, that we were we were well on the way. Yeah, exactly. So we're pushing 30 years. Damn so congratulations. it, 30 years. Congratulations, what, sir. What the fuck is the anniversary gift for 30 years? Is that like anal? Oh, let me see. The reach around was 20 years. Um. 69, double 69 is 25. It might be anal. Don't you think they need to <clears throat> realign the anniversary gifts? Because, you know, back then it was what the fuck paper. Is, and, yeah, paper and like a piece of ribbon or some shit's yeah, one of them. Uh, we need to up-to-date this to like a rim job. Uh, let's say swallowing's the first year anniversary. Let's go ahead and get yeah, that. You yeah, got to get that. And then, you know, I think by year 10... Nah, your 15 should be like swapping. Yeah. You know, absolutely. That kind of thing. Your 20, maybe, you know, wife's first BBC. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, how about, you know, 30, you get the full on orgy? Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, in it, did you say 30 no. there? Yeah, it was 30. Okay. 40 should be a weekend at a nudist retreat because by that age, you don't give a fuck what you look like. And I'm getting there. Yeah, I I got there about 10 years ago. I know, that's, that's sad, buddy. Yeah, well, fuck, you know, hard life. More so, you start to care less about what your partner looks like. Yeah, you're... Because, again... You're beyond that shit by then. Yeah. Because yeah. you know you look like shit. Yes. You you have not gotten better looking since it's gone, and you don't have any excuse. So, like, 
they've kicked out kids and watched their body yo-yo. Yeah. And we've been sitting there eating chips. Yeah, eating fucking chips and hell on the red and hell on the red. Eating summer sausage and stuff. <laughs> yeah, we don't have any excuse and we certainly don't have as much hair as we do did. No. Although Ty still does. That fucker. He's and his dad does too. Hell, my dad has a beautiful head of hair. As does mine. And my shit. Yeah. God damn, man. And my damn my damn brother. Head full of hair. Yeah, my brother. Head full of gay hair. Well, he is starting to look like like a lesbian tra- going through a trans uh testosterone therapy. <laughs> I'll let him know that the uh, these Facebook pictures I'm seeing, you know, it's this scraggly little beard. Yeah, us Longmires <laughs> are uh, are not much for facial hair. I, I'm not either. The Monteblancs do not grow the facial hair. Yeah, I can rock this skunk looking goatee, but that's about it. It's you know, I'm glad you grew the hair back out in general. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it looks better. That, that's what I've been told. And after I, after three years of shaving my head, um, one day the wife, Miss Longmire, she said, why don't you let your hair grow? And uh, my kids were like, yeah, let your hair grow, Dad. So I tried that. So the last time I shaved is about two weeks before Thanksgiving, and uh, which I did shave Look, every other day I'd shave, shave my head. And uh, then one day, you know, the girls were like, uh, let your hair grow out. Well, all right. So I had not shaved my head since before Thanksgiving. And I thought, shit, I'm just going to let it grow, see what will happen. I'm not going to trim, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to let nature take its course. God damn, I looked hideous. So finally, uh, yesterday... Went by my neighborhood sports clips uh-huh. so that I could watch ESPN. And I was expecting a young, just out of cosmetology school, young lady to cut my hair and bend over and press her bosom against my face. I got a 50-year-old uh, butchy dyke. Did a good job though. I'll use her again. So she was, she was nice. I used to go to sports clips, but I'm a cheap bastard. Yeah, and I realized that I could go to a big local place that does have a lot of chairs, you know. And there's always okay. I can get in and out. Sometimes there is the younger one. Yeah, but oftentimes I'm getting the uh, the fifty something, which is confusing. Because in all the small towns around here, you know, when these little white trash girls graduate high school, what are you going to do? I'm going to cosmetology school. Uh, That's great. You can learn to cut hair and color hair, maybe paint some fingernails and stuff. And, I mean, there's hundreds of them that have done that over the years. What the fuck are they doing now? Where's that gap? So there's... They're not working at sports clips. No, I know that. Uh, maybe they realize how shitty it is. 
I'm sure in our well. So You're let's re- stripping or cooking meth. Well, so we don't have a whole lot of stripping options, although there is that strip club across the river, right? Which I still have not been to. I have not, and if you are down with that, I will go just to mark that off the list because I've never been to an Oklahoma strip club. Uh, I'm trying to think if I've I have not either. So we've been to some of the worst strip clubs in uh, in the 903. In the 903 area, God, sweet Lord, that was yeah. awful. And it, it's good to do that. Yes. You know, it's, you want to support local economies. You are helping out somebody either, A, uh, put food on the table yep. for their illegitimate children. Exactly. B, help her boyfriend buy meth. Yep. Or see all keeps, of the above. Keeps him from beating her ass for right. not bringing home money. So you're helping the girls, you really. You giving that girl a dollar to rub a flapjack titty in your face yep. is preventing domestic violence. Exactly. So you can talk all you want about the objectification of women and all that stuff, but let's focus on what we're really doing, which is preventing women. domestic violence. Yeah, and I would imagine once you... Cross the river into uh, Indian territory. Yeah, any money over there that that's that's going to help prevent domestic violence. Can we use wampum? Possibly, they might go. They might do that. That's not true. We we all know the Choctaws are a uh, peaceful tribe. Well, they're one of the civilized tribes. One of the civilized. Although we have run into the phenomenon. Shit, phenomena of the uh, burning Choctaw. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. They're in the Glover Wilderness. Yeah, uh, yeah. The the nine hundred three is full of interesting characters and interesting life in general. Well, we've talked about the whole idea of Southern Gothic. That's my favorite genre. And because that's what we were grow, that's what we grew up in. People don't believe our stories. No, they don't. You know, well, people that we grew up with believe our stories, but since I live in the metroplex suburbs now, which I do not fit into, and uh, but I'll, I'll tell people some of you know my childhood stories growing up, stuff we used to do, and they look at me like I was like I'm from another fucking country. So imagine when I travel across the country for work and I go to California or Pennsylvania or something and and dealing with these people that have never, you know, engaged in anything that's not just this plain Jane urban lifestyle and I'm telling them stories about Tito Grady, Jimmy (laughs) Brannon. Just random acts of violence. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, somebody got their ass kicked, like beat to a pulp. Just well, nobody really knows why it happened. Right. It just fucking happened. You know, we, it's part of life, and we we accepted that growing up. Sometimes people get shot. <laughs> Sometimes people get their ass whipped. Sometimes people get stabbed. It's just the way the world works. Yeah, and one of the things I was telling these ladies that I work with right now in Philadelphia. About how the first time you're ever exposed to unexpected violence, 
Not not you being attacked or anything, but you're just standing there, and all of a sudden somebody's getting their ass beat, mm-hmm. and how you just freeze. You are so in shock that somebody is pounding another human being's head on the concrete floor. Yeah, you just stand there and watch, even though that's your friend, and by all accounts you should stop this mayhem. You're just in shock. Yeah, and and what's odd is even though we you know we grew up around that stuff when you did like i don't care what anybody says when you hear these people say, well if somebody breaks in my house by god i've you know i'll do this and i'll do that or no you won't because you're gonna fucking freeze just like just what you were saying when when something unexpected happens like that that's out of your norm, that's human instinct to freeze because you're processing whether you need to fight or flee, you know. And uh, Now, once we've had that cherry popped, I think you're a little bit more prone to be able to act upon it. Yeah. I'm not going to say you are. Either run or you fight. Right. <laughs> but once you've actually seen, you know, something like that happen, then you kind of, you're past that. But... Then again, I've never been in like a stand-up fight. I've gotten my ass kicked in Boy Scouts plenty of times when oh, yeah. we were tortured. Yeah. And I've been explaining Lord of that. the Flies. Yeah, totally. I've been explaining that to my son, who's now in Boy Scouts, and it's a totally different thing than 30 years ago. They protect the kids now, I yes. think, don't they? It's very uh, well, cute. you know, there's no bullying. You can't make somebody, if they left their scout book, you can't make them sing for it. Like you How used are they to? supposed to learn? That's bullying now. Oh, shit. You can't make somebody do push-ups or jumping jacks. Really? That's bullying. Can't sing them aloud, make them stand in their underwear and everybody laugh at them? No. You can't beat them with wet towels. Really? Just, you know, you can't do any of that sh- huh. shit. So anyway, I have explained to him. I do not have him, boys, so anyway. I have explained to him that that's not how it was and how we were tortured, not by the older guys, the high school guys, but by the junior high guys. Yeah. Who were some of the most uh, sadistic, sadistic things that ever. Wow. And then when we got older, we didn't want to be that way. And we weren't. To exactly. Our we, were, we, were, we were good. We were cool There dudes. was some hazing. Yeah. I mean, we weren't perfect, but we were yeah. not making... Uh, we weren't making people cry. No, yeah. Never that. Or bleed. Although I do remember one of our associates from a... Uh, Polynesian descent <laughs> chunked a rock at the scoutmaster's son and hit him in the temple, dropping him from about thirty yards. I forgot about that. While we was, were on a uh, that was in Colorado trip to it? Colorado, yeah, yeah. And that I think they did take him to the hospital. They did take him to the hospital. <laughs> I forgot that our Polynesian brother is the one that threw that rock. I'd forgotten about that incident altogether. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did drop. Like a damn sack of potatoes. And I don't think he was even really trying to hit him. He was just generally throwing at him. Yeah, it's a hell of a be, shot, man. It was, it was like David shot. and Goliath. If Goliath was a 35-pound uh, fifth grader. Yeah. <laughs> Whack. <laughs> <laughs> Took him down. Okay. Let's put the intro on this thing. See what All right, let's like. do this. And the outro.
diverse staff of master illusioneers worked for more than 10 years planning everything down to the minutest detail. For your free copy, write Consumer Catalog, Pueblo, Colorado, 81009. Next, Larry's still out of a job on Hello, Larry, followed by From Here to Eternity. Tomorrow, it's a new Buck Rogers movie, then an all-new Quincy, tomorrow on NBC.